In this episode of the Fly Brother Radio Show, I chat with Justin J.C. Collins, a body and mindset transformation specialist who has assisted in helping over 2,000 clients and counting achieve their weight loss, weight gain, fitness, mindset, and health goals in his Fitness by J.C. program. An athlete, model, actor, and motivational speaker, J.C. has helped me create lasting habits and a healthier lifestyle, no matter where I am in the world. We talk about transforming your heart set and mindset, discipline over mood, sticking to a nutrition plan on the road, building the body and life of your dreams, and much more. Let's fly with transformation specialist Justin Collins on the Fly Brother Radio Show right after this. The Fly Brother Radio Show is brought to you by the Monterey Bay Aquarium, where you can experience the wonder beneath the waves and celebrate your connection to the ocean. Learn more about how you can protect the ocean that connects us all at MontereyBayAquarium.org slash share your voice. And remember, that's Monterey with one R, not two. MontereyBayAquarium.org slash share your voice. everybody Ernest White II here coming to you direct from a hotel room in Delhi India where we are filming another episode of Fly Brother with Ernest White II but I wanted to uh, come on here today to chat with my brother Mr. Justin J.C. Collins who is here today he is my nutritionist and trainer and good friend and uh, he is all about the heart set and mindset required to get the type of body that you want so you can be in the world the way you want to be. Uh, and so I'm, I'm super stoked and excited to, to have you here today, my brother, talking about a very specific topic, which is how to, how to stay nutritious on the road, how to stick to a nutrition plan and actually find the kinds of things that are supportive to your body while you're out traveling uh, be it by car, by plane, by ship. JC, thank you for being here today, my brother. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, man. So listen, you know, just to give a bit of background, we've been working together for nearly three years now. Uh, it's been a journey. Uh, you know, what I appreciate is that you held me accountable with the weekly check-ins, with, you know, constant support whenever I've been out and about. Uh, you know, you're available whenever I need some insight on a menu or when I need support in not choosing Wendy's uh, <laughs> when, I, when I'm in need of a little caloric love, when I'm feeling like I need some bread stat. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, man, it's just, uh, you know, you're, you're coming to it with um, such professionalism, but also personality. Before we get into the, 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 the tips, tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got into the space and, and what, you, what you do for yourself with regard to nutrition. Excellent. Well, how I got into this space was I got out of another space. Uh, and that space was basically being up about 50 pounds. And, you know, going back to the, the sweets and the treats, that was my downfall. Love the Cheesecake Factory. Big shout out. Ate there six days a week. But it Wait, doesn't. Not them out. They're not. They're not <laughs> underwriting this. <laughs> I, I always give them credit because they contributed to me gaining lots of weight. But okay, you the know, catalyst. Yeah, they were the catalyst. But the fun thing was, you know, with within that journey, getting to what I did not like was probably the most important part. You know, having 
extra weight, almost 50 pounds, lack of confidence, lack of self-belief, not showing up as powerfully as I could and not, not reaching my potential or exceeding it, but being far below it. And with all the things I wanted to do with my careers, especially what I do now, none of that was possible. And I was not in a position to lead anyone by showing up completely out of shape. Uh, I can't tell someone to do something when I'm not embodying that and living that. So that was the first part of the journey. And just like I'm a coach to many, I found a coach. It's actually the first person, known this person for 10 plus years. Uh, and they told me what was going to happen when I finished playing college basketball. Because they're like, you're just going to eat. You're going to pack on pounds. You need to learn how to eat properly and exercise properly. And I was like, ah, I'll figure it out. Didn't work that way. Went to them, was like, they're like, I told you so. And they helped me learn. And through learning, I was able to lose that 50 pounds, get my confidence back better than ever, uh, full belief, self-belief, and showing up as my absolute best every single day, which led to the start of Fitness by JC because my mess actually turned into my message, uh, which was very important. And then from that point, the habits that I've learned are the same things that I teach you, you know, that I teach everyone else, just every single day, your daily habits of following proper nutrition, exercising, drinking water, simple things, and keeping your habits when you're at home, similar to your habits on the road. Because if you're always winning, you can't lose. I don't even know how to follow that up, but uh, I will take a <laughs> swig of my water. Because <laughs> you want to we encourage hydration in this community. Good hydration. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, I think it's important, as you said, like for you to experience it yourself. You know what it's like to not feel your best, to feel uh, you know, bloated, uh, out of shape. I, I don't know if that's what you felt, but I know if I was eating at the Cheesecake Factory and 50 pounds over my goal weight, I would feel bloated, out of shape. Uh, just, you know, even if it may not be as um, large a weight discrepancy as other people may have, you know, you never know what journeys people are dealing with. Body dysmorphia is a real thing that people yeah. struggle with no matter how they look on the outside. And so a lot of that, I think that makes you more relatable, right? It makes people kind of look at you as somebody who understands what the struggle is like. Um, what were some of your go-to foods that uh, helped you feel, helped you ease the pain of whatever uh, might have been ailing you? Uh, I mean, when it was the, the tough foods, I would say the ones that contributed to a lot of weight gain, it's always sweets. It still is the same. It's still sweets now. It's just now I have the self-control. But back then, not joking, every single day was, was some slice of cheesecake, whether it was Oreo cheesecake, double fudge cheesecake, the peanut butter cup. I mean, I could rattle off that entire menu off memory. It's bad. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it was real bad. I even had like, there was a semi-rewards program because I went through the drive-thru where I lived. They had a drive-thru window and they bring your food to the car. And I got cool with the girl that used to do it. It was the same girl. Her name was actually Brittany. I'll give her shooter name out there. But uh, she would bring out extra slices. I would order one and she'd give me two. So it was a horrible opportunity. Great food. But that was always the one that would ease the pain. It was always the sweets. If I had a bad day, rough day, stressful day, it was going for a piece of cake. You know, maybe later late night might have been pizza. But that was like if I had just gotten sick of cake, I would go for the slices. And it was always minimum one large pizza, minimum. Uh, you know, if you're a little bit more hungry, might have been. Domino's had a special, three mediums for like 15 bucks. That was also on the menu, you know, so I can recall all the downfall foods uh, that took me down a certain road. And then that road had to stop and we had to pivot and go the other way. So now it's, 
the same stuff, just in moderation, which helps you have that balance of still having fun, but also keeping things together. Mm-hmm. I'm smiling because so I too had a Britney in my life, but see, <laughs> I, I don't have uh, a sweet tooth. For me, it's the savory, salty, you know, and it, it breads, which obviously have sugars, but I mean, yes. in terms of the flavor palette, like, in fact, uh, I may have had cheesecake once ever at the Cheesecake Factory, and I do enjoy it, but I was like, well, this is too much sugar. <laughs> um, but the pizza, and the reason I say I've had, because I've gone to drive throughs where they have given me all kinds of extra fries, uh, just like, you know, it, it, there's something, about, it, it feels like they're trying to fatten me up. Just a little extra, a little extra. Exactly. You know, <laughs> try, as a, as a way of uh, seducing me, if you will, it's like, see, baby, you know, I got you. <laughs> yeah, just, just a little bit. Full. Yeah. Just, just feed you. You'll keep coming back. <laughs> exactly. Um, well then what? was the what was that point where you had to you know that kind of got you switching tracks that got what was the end of the road for you the end of the road was actually a multitude of things the first thing was just looking at say for example on the actor model fitness track Mm -hmm. you can't book jobs if you're out of shape and it really got to the point where when i was going for auditions thousands of them at this point but it was to the point where it was every time okay we have lines to deliver but are they going to notice my shirt fits a little bit too tight? Are they going to notice my stomach's a little bit pudgy? Are they going to notice my face a little bit bloated? And then now you're thinking of all the wrong things when you're supposed to be focusing on your performance. So then it started to get that level of dejection, like every audition is automatically a fail because they're looking at me a certain way. And you're subconscious of things you shouldn't even be worrying about. Mm. And that led to I'm not showing up as my best, which is leading me to not book jobs. And you can't have a career if you're not booking anything. You know, so that was the first piece. The second piece was just, you know, trying to do things that I used to do on autopilot, like say running, which I used to do for basketball all the time. I'd run, it would be completely gassed, you know, in like a snap of a finger. And this was for what I used to be able to do was, was a complete, you know, just trash for better, lack of a better word. Uh, But the third thing was the biggest one. And that was probably the more serious note. My mom died. Tough moment. Very tough. And obviously she passed away from cancer. But when that was happening, I had so many plans that I wanted to basically like prove out and to achieve. And she was part of so many of those things. And when that happened, it was a kind of a wake-up call. Like you thought you had so much time to accomplish all these things. And one of the main driving forces was now gone. And how would this person, now that they're gone, and this is a long story, very short, you know, how would this person want you to live your life? with them basically watching you from above, like your every move, they're watching it now. Like, are you going to do them the right way? Or are you going to just basically keep going down this path of demise? Like, how would she be proud of you? And it was always, well, she would be proud of me if I achieved my potential, if I lived my best life, if I went after my dreams full force. So when that happened, I just had to look in the mirror and say, are you doing those things? And the answer was absolutely not. You know, you have no accountability. You have no intentionality. Your work ethic is poor. Your discipline is garbage. And these are all things that when you add them all up, they're putting you exactly where you should be in the present, which is not where you want to be. And that was a sour feeling because you have to eat that. That's you put yourself there. But at the same time, if I put myself in the hole, I figured that I could also dig myself out. And that's when the journey first started where it was, how can I do this? And it wasn't looking from step A to step Z. It was just one foot in front of the other. What's the first win that I can get? 
Maybe it's just showing up and, and telling myself that I can do it. Maybe it's just when there's a piece of pizza, maybe you don't eat it. Maybe when the cheesecake is calling your name, you say, hey, you know what? I've been down this road. I have to say no. And eventually I started developing the willpower, started to get a little bit out of the hole, see above the ground. And that's when I was able to see help. And I realized, you know what? At this stage in the game, to accelerate your results, you only know so much. And it's time to be vulnerable, say, hey, I need some help and ask. And that's what led to the next steps of the journey, connecting to coaching and, you know, getting myself fully out of the hole and back on my feet. Uh, and that process took a while, it took almost eight years. So this didn't happen overnight. Uh, and I know things might look great now, but they were not great for a long time. Uh, and I always make sure that people know that uh, they were rock bottom for quite some time. Mm. Well, I appreciate that uh, honesty and vulnerability. And, you know, no problem. Quite often, again, when we have a shiny package, when we look like, you know, the, the, what, what people think uh, perfection looks like, it's often challenging to connect in a way because they yeah. don't see us as having, you know, or see you. <laughs> well, you're in the same boat. You're in the same boat. <laughs> as being relatable. No, but as we were talking about earlier, see, I got muffin top. You know, like I've got <laughs> recently, I posted a video uh, tap dancing with a, a buddy of mine. Uh, we were promoting a, uh, a show that was happening in Vancouver. And all I could see was just a little bit of bouncing in my midsection, which I mean, I'm tapping, like I'm literally stomping up and down and gravity and all of the other things. But all I'm doing is focusing on the fact that somebody's going to look at that punch. Yep. And you know what, man, I was 380 pounds when I graduated high school. Like, it's okay that, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, this is. Again, mentioning that body dysmorphia, it's like looking for the imperfections, you mm. know, um, and that is not something I want to be doing with regularity. And I don't do it anymore, but yeah. it's still there just a little bit. Yeah, um, and, absolutely. And, and it serves a purpose. You know, it allows me to say, OK, well, you know what? This is not something that I want to be creating in my life. And so therefore, let me hop on the horn with JC. Let me uh, <laughs> get my little workout plan together, my nutrition plan and see what we can do about that but also be very present. And I think that's what you were getting to, what you were alluding to earlier was just presence, the mm. one step at a time aspect of it. Yeah. You know, we want a weekend transformation where all of a sudden, you know, we've got the body we've always wanted. We've got the mindset, the money, the relationship, all of these different things. And I certainly am guilty of that too, of wanting instantaneous everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, that's really just a recipe for dissatisfaction and for dis-ease, um, and simply, you know, looking for the next, as opposed to just being like, okay, you know what? The now is yeah. where I'm at. And yeah. there are things that can be done in the now to get me to where I want to be and just allowing that to happen. Yeah. Just the process, the process of it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in terms then of talking about nutrition, right? When you start off and when you started off and when you start people off with uh, working with you, how do you come up with a plan that allows you to kind of be in the moment, be present, put one foot in front of the other, and at the same time, hit these medium and long-term goals? Excellent question. I feel it's just the basic starting point of making things as easy as possible. I wouldn't call it setting the bar low, but to give that example, instead of saying, say for an example of working out, maybe have one workout per day, not I'm going to do three a days this week. 
you know, one is probably a high bar, one's a low bar. You know, same thing with going into, say, for example, developing someone's nutrition plan. It's, hey, you know what? I went through this process. Those cravings you have, they're barking at you every day, just like they were last week. Mistakes are going to happen, but let's do the best that we can to follow our meal plan, just to follow the map, just like you would in your car. You throw the GPS on, tells you exactly where to go step by step. And when you at least have a guide, you at least know if you're eating off the plan, you can put yourself back on the plan. And you also look at it from a perspective of as you're starting in the journey, mistakes are going to happen. If you make, let's say, 20 mistakes this week, well, next week, let's just make 19. You're one better. The week after that, let's make 18. And by default, 20 weeks later, you're out of mistakes. Now you've learned and worked your way through the process. You've learned what it's like to make the mistakes and see the lack of results and then make a lack of mistakes and see a, an abundance of results. It just it has the, the flip-flop. And it's just having the patience because uh, I knew I didn't figure out overnight. And I think that's one thing I'm able to always go back to the ground level and understand. And I'll do weird challenges. This is a side note exclusive for the community here. I'll do challenges with myself just to better relate to clients on things I don't typically do. So for example, uh, when I first moved to Miami years back, it was, you know, obviously Miami, beautiful place, lots going on. Every day is a party, but also people are working, but they'll never say no to a party. So as soon as I moved here, it was just for the first three weeks, whenever someone says we're going to get a drink, I'm going to go every single time. And every night my lady's like, let's go get some food. Let's go get a drink. So for three weeks straight, I was like, I want to see how I feel in three weeks because I knew it would take about one week for my body to be like, what's happening? Second week to not like it. Third week to be like, what are you doing? So I was like, in three weeks, I'll have a smart trial of understanding what it's like to have a lot of excess food and drink and understand how I feel, how I look, where my weight is, how lethargic I might be, anything that I can feel. So then when my clients go through it, I just did it. It's different, and I'm not saying do this. I understand as soon as I knew and got the sample size, right back to business. But that's from years of having reps of knowing I can turn it on and turn it off. But I don't typically do that. It's only for a specific purpose to go back to the ground level and understand. Because you might have 10, 15 years, 20 years since you've done certain things. And sometimes it's nice to have that refresher. Uh, Just like, say, with traveling. There's traveling with a very strict diet traveling with maybe a hybrid diet of some fun and some strict, and then cutting loose. So I can see all three of those aspects, how my body is going to feel, how it's going to look, all the numbers and metrics. Did my my clothes tight? Do they feel fine? Is the scale up? Is it the same? Is it less? So I can always relate who I'm talking to. If they're in position A, I know where to tell them and where to take them. If they're going position C, I can tell them this is what's going to happen. This is what will happen when you're there. And this is how you're going to feel when you get home. So if you've been going ham while vacation, you get home and that scale's 10 pounds up, you're not ready to just jump off a ledge. You're like, he did tell me that was going to happen. But he also told me what's the next step. So now you feel supported and you're able to go with confidence to that next step, knowing you're going to get yourself back to where you should be. And then as long as you follow the steps, you do. So it just you, you gain that knowledge base of you're starting to figure out what I can and can't get away with. And that's, that's a big part of learning, just getting that balance down. Mm-hmm. And that's everything in life, not just nutrition, but obviously, you know, this is one of the things that you can kind of see the results right away or relatively quickly versus other elements of life. Yeah. Um, it's in your physical being and aspect. Yeah. Uh, you get to kind of have this trial and error. And I appreciate that you are able to, uh, you've got the awareness to know the space that you can play around in, in order to 
create something relatable with your clients. Yeah. Um, and so I, you, I, I laugh when you mention my clothes tight. I mean, my clothes always tight because I always <laughs> that's my style. But I, but I, per, I, I get clothes that are a bit, you know, kind of smug because I want to try to make sure that I'm fitting into them. That I'm yeah. Like, yeah. You gotta you know, stay. You gotta stay the part. Exactly. Yeah. The reason why they're tight because I want to not be gaining weight. Um, but yes, I, I, I have had uh, many experiences when I've come back from the road and been up five or, or even 10 pounds and been um, upset about it, yeah. uh, you know, because I did not go ham. Mm. And yet, you know, and I think that's the thing. It's when things get sneaky. It's when you feel like you, you, you may have uh, loosened things up a little bit simply because in my case, you know, it, it's one thing when I'm at home and I can cook for myself and I can, you know, make sure I'm, I'm, I'm following the plan mm -hmm. because I've got the, the means at my disposal to do it. But when I'm out and trying to grab something really quickly between flights or, you know, all the only thing that they even have available are those Viscoff cookies on yep. a five hour flight somewhere. And it's like, I'm starving, you know, yep. like it, it's like there's, there's just so many um, factors out of your control uh, or at least out of the kind of control that you want. You yes. know, you may have choice, but the choices aren't optimal uh, often when you're traveling and, and mo more so when you're flying than when you're actually driving someplace. So if we can just look at the flying aspect, how do how would someone like me or our audience members find nutritious foods while they're traveling? Excellent question. Uh, when it comes down to, say, traveling, flying, figuring things out, uh, just like I would do with clients, if say if it's a, in the U.S. flight or even out of the U.S. flight, it would just be always, number one, eat before you leave, just to make sure you have something in your stomach. Because if you don't eat, you're walking into the airport, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, you know, let me get a Big Mac, you know, let me get... Oh, and that, yeah, exactly. Cinnabon. I mean, they smell delicious, but they will trip <laughs> you up every time. But those little tiny things, like making sure, number one, you eat before you leave. Uh, the second thing would be, let's say on a prepare, like a preparation step. It could be just like I'd advise clients where maybe you bring small snacks that you can put into your pockets, into a backpack. Uh, for my ladies, a purse. You know, if you have maybe a carry-on, I'll have carry-ons or all I put is a box of protein bars and say it's like eight protein bars. I know that's going to last me at least one every two hours if I'm keeping it together. So if I have a long flight, that'll at least buy me through the flight. So then when I land in the airport, I'm not just scattering for food. The first thing I see, you know, which can be for most times, if you're flying, maybe you don't eat on the plane. Let's say the minute you land, you are ready to go. And if all that's there is chicken nuggets and fries, well, that's what it's going to be. And, you know, when you have that ability and maybe prepare for that, it at least gives you something where, you know, you have a safety net where you're in the air. Oh, I don't have to have this. I don't have to have the cookies. I can go with something that I pack. Could be something simple like an apple, piece of fruit, super easy. You can always find it somewhere. It could be simple like when you do actually land, if there's an ability to check the airport that you're flying into, what do they have at the areas that you're going to be getting off of your gate? Do they have you know certain places that are sit down, you can get something feasible? Or is it kind of grab and go stuff? Because even with those little stands, they probably have water instead of a Pepsi or a Coke. You know, they probably have some type of a fruit or vegetable or some type of a pre-made salad that you can probably just grab and go on the, on the fly instead of just saying, well, let me go get this, you know, handmade pizza and some tacos because it's right there. 
uh, a lot of it is just understanding preparation aspect, I'd say, is the biggest. Uh, just making sure that if you bring something with you, that gets you good on the way to the plane, on the plane, perhaps off. If it gets to the point where you do not have that option, when you're on the plane, just drink water. You know, if you have the ability to do that. If they're serving food, just make a wise choice. And that would probably be don't go with the ice cream or the brownie. If they're offering something, like keep the ingredients as simple as you can, uh, is what I always say. Less ingredients, the better. And that at least will glide you into where you're going. If there's most airports, there's probably some type of like mini mart convenience store. They have something you can grab, even something quick, like a protein brand, like a protein bar, protein shake. Super easy. It's going to get you quick cows, quick protein, and it's going to avoid the McDonald's line, which is always long, by the way. But these are little tiny things that will kind of help guide you as you're transporting yourself from one place to the next to not have that, I wasn't prepared, I'm starving, first choice that I see. It's always going to end in demise. And if you're trying to keep it together and you make that first domino fall of that bad choice, usually more bad choices follow. And that's how you get yourself kind of in a tough spot. So it's always going to end in demise. Yeah, demise is coming. Your decisions equal your demise. That's why you got to make the right ones. I know. It's just, stakes is high. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wanted a taco only. <laughs> Even in the good thing I will say about tacos, though, because that was, that was a question someone asked this week, so I'll, I'll use that as an example. Something simple like, say, a Mexican restaurant or some, some Spanish type of cuisine, it could have, say, tacos. And instead of getting maybe the shell, maybe you just get a bowl and it has just steak and vegetables or chicken and vegetables or shrimp and vegetables. These are easy choices where maybe you don't have to go like the super home run crunch wrap with all the toppings. Maybe you keep it simple, like a simple protein and veggies and you keep it moving. Like you're just getting something in your belly. You're not necessarily eating because you want to have like the most sexiest meal on the menu type thing. You see, you be knowing the names of these foods. The I, I used to go hard. I could, <laughs> the, the memory bank is always and forever long for the, that period of time where I was going pretty hard with food. So yeah, I'm always going to get those names right on point. I used to eat them. <laughs> no, I mean, that's good, man. That's good. I, see, that's interesting because I've avoided that stuff for a long time. Um, so that kind of brings us to, to the sneaky factor of <laughs> foods right and i think for me it would be two things that would work in tandem um let's say against me Mm -hmm. one would be portion size right because again when i'm at home i can control it um you know and and even being at home like going into an office a couple times a week or you know just being around in my own environment it's easier than when i'm on the road right uh but then also uh, you know the more working out i do the, the the more running around filming i do I get hungry, right? And so then it's the portion size control uh, gets a little shaky. And then the other thing would be things that like, and I'm assuming salt as well as sugars that kind of sneak into the diet where you think you're eating something that's relatively light or that is relatively healthy, but at the same time, you know, it's really not. Yeah. Uh, And certainly working against the, what you're trying to do, which is, you know, not just lose weight or reduce your pounds, you know, amount of pounds, but uh, to build a healthier machine, right? Yeah. To, to kind of, you know, optimize uh, our, our 
earth vehicles, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, <laughs> I know that's probably a lot in there, but I think, you know, when people are thinking about their nutrition, there is a lot. It's all mixed in there together. Together, You know, it's yeah. like, it's not just, you know, I'm thinking in these different verticals about how I can do this and tweak that. That's why we're here to talk to people like you who are able to think from kind of uh, more of a scientific perspective, if you will. Um, so, yeah, man, just, you know, how, how do we kind of, um, let's say, avoid the sneaky ways in which, you know, you're, you're, you're working against yourself? Absolutely. And I would say the first thing is it's, I would say this, the CM rule or CS rule is common sense. That's like the first thing. Like say, for example, you're cooking at your house and you have chicken, some rice and a vegetable, and you're always cooking the same size piece of chicken. And then you sit down or somebody hands you, it looks like a whole entire massive goose that's on your plate. (laughs) You probably know just because it's there doesn't mean you have to eat it all. And it's, it might not, I I understand the whole, I don't want to leave my food, but if you take that safe 200 calorie piece of chicken and you eat that 10 times it, now it's a 2000, you know, and like the little sneaky stuff, maybe at home you're having just chicken, but then when you're on the road, it's all these different sauces. Now, all of a sudden that's extra calories, extra sugars. There's a reason those things taste really good. It could be something simple. Like even if it comes down to say portion control and you're sitting there and somebody hands you something and you're like, you know what? This mound of rice looks like a bag of rice. I typically yeah. scoop a cup and I know how much that looks like. I always say if you look like you have too much, eat half, give the rest away. Give it to a friend. Say, you know what? I'm sorry, rice, but I have to let you go. Because all those in the moment might seem great. You're going to get filled up. But rice, you know, it's gonna, there's hundreds of extra calories when you're overeating. You know, when you have those extra sauces, it might take that two, three hundred plate of calories to two, three thousand. You know, a lot of those little dishes, even something sneaky, I'll give you a big sneaky one. The word salads. Most people see salad, and it'll be like a sexy name, like the San Francisco persuasive salad with chicken. And you see it and you're like, oh, oh, chicken salad, San Fran chicken treat. This is gonna be good. And mm-hmm. you don't look It'll at be expensive, yeah, no doubt. It's probably like seventeen, not twenty five dollars, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, it has like little crispy onion straws on it, like fancy stuff. But you're not gonna look at the calories on that. But then when you kind of break it down, I've this happens all the time with the grab and go stuff with like a pre made salad. I always say check what the label says because it might say twenty five hundred calories for a salad, but when you see the name that says like San Francisco salad, you're like, oh, this is fine. It's a chicken salad. This is healthy. But when you aren't advised or you're not looking at that label saying, you know what, lettuce is usually this much, chicken's usually this much, this is like 12 times that, What's, what else is in here? And you notice they have some very fancy dressing, like the, I don't even know, Chilean habanero, some wild, like really cool, enticing name. Like, I've never had that. I want to yes. try it. And very quickly, you try it and you learn very quickly why it tastes so good. There's those sneaky, sure. sneaky calories. And you know, a lot of it is just really paying attention to, and this goes back to like the, the very common sense aspect of it. When you have certain things you have at home, if you mimic that on the road, you know you're reducing the chance of overeating. At the same time, you're not going so outside the box that it's just, it could be a couple thousand calories and also could not. Like typically when you are trying to get yourself to a place of comfort and knowing that you're making a better decision, it's just keeping things very basic and understanding that there's always going to be that backdoor slider move where something in whatever you're ordering, if you don't recognize it, 
pay attention to little things like if they have a little bit of a guacamole or it looks like they're giving you the three scoop. You know, sure it's guac, healthy fats, but it also has calories. And those calories pack a punch when they stack them. So it's just little tiny things when you really start to pay attention. That sneaky stuff, the more you're paying attention to it, the less that will sneak by. I'm laughing, man, because we never talk about these kinds of foods because I'm not usually going for the three scoop. (laughs) (laughs) The three scoop can happen quick, especially if they're heavy handed. It it can come down pretty fast. (laughs) <laughs> but you know that's that's you you got a nice little bump on your paycheck. You go ahead and get them three scoops of guacamole. Oh yeah, that, that took the check up a good ten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> easy. <laughs> but you know what? We're we're all about abundance here. So uh, you know, I'm I'm yeah. happy if Spend people it. have the opportunity. Well, so so here we are. Then when you look at like, um, it's easy to uh, to eat health. Well, actually, no, I'll, I'll take that back. Sometimes when you uh, are dealing with financial challenges. Uh, you know, and, and, and I'm speaking generally versus, uh, you know, people in the community, not mm-hmm. the folks in the community don't have challenges. But I mean, in terms of like, if you're in the hood, you're often not, um, you don't have access to yeah. a lot of healthier food choices. So I don't want to say necessarily that um, you eat healthier when you have less money. Mm-hmm. However, if you're able to, you know, in my experience, when I've had less liquidity, uh, I've been able to stick to my diet a bit better because I didn't have many options. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're limited in a good Uh, way. Exactly. But it's when you've got the cash that you can then start ordering things that taste better. Yeah. uh, That have, you know, all the sides and the sauces and all this kind of stuff. Um, You know, that that has been a challenge for me. And I'll say that even now, like on the road. So yesterday I was in in a position where the only thing available to me were bagged snacks. Mm for a long period of the time uh there was no fruit around it was uh and and i think that i'm answering my own question it goes back to preparation right it's like figuring out a way to have fruit uh figuring out a way before you 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 need it and you can't always do that and so in my case i really again had to just be like you know what i'll be all right whatever the scale says when i when i get back home we'll start from there yeah you know uh and in the meantime like i won't beat myself up over it uh, but how do people deal kind of with the the moments of slipping, right? Like you're on the meal plan, but then, you know, there is that pizza that's calling you. You end up like having the slice or two or yeah. three. Uh, you know, what, what does one do then? It would be, I like to call it stop, drop, and roll. It's the same thing you do with your iron fire. Same exact thing. You know, if you <laughs> just think of it that way, an easy example, if you're eating that food, it's like you're feeding that flame. And if you keep standing there, you don't stop what you're doing, realize you're on fire, making a poor choice, you're just going to keep burning. So that's why if you're able to stop, drop into that zone of realizing what you're doing and roll up out of there to a better situation, the faster you can do that, it minimizes the damage. Uh, Easy example, when most clients start in the program, everyone makes mistakes. I made mistakes. Everyone does. But let's just say the first mistake when you have that, I'm going off the rails, I had 20 slices of pizza for no reason. And then, you you know, you have that moment early on where it's like, I was supposed to be perfect. I didn't want a mistake. This is not going to work for me. I don't even know why I'm doing this. And let's say a lot of days pass, maybe like 11 days. And then you finally reel it back in. You're like, you know what? Let me just get back after it. Well, that happened the first time. Then the next time you have pizza, it'll happen again. Then maybe you reduce it from 11 days to six. And then the next day it happens, it'll happen again. Then maybe you reduce it to like three or four hours. 
now that's a huge turnaround to where now it's like you made a mistake, but you're looking for that next win that fast. And you're saying, the pizza is not going to help me. It's going to tear my dream down. How can I build my dream up? And then it says, well, what's the option that I can go for? And it's probably something along the lines of something that will help you, probably something healthier than the pizza. Uh, but little things like that, it just gives you the ability to where mistakes do happen, but you're not dwelling on the mistake and staying stuck. You're figuring out a way to get yourself out of that prison and free yourself up to that next positive move where instead of putting yourself down, you're basically pulling yourself up. Like, you know what? I made that mistake, but I got back on track. Now you start to develop that confidence, a little bit of willpower, a sprinkle of self-control. And as you keep going in your journey, you just keep sprinkling more. And those usually those mistakes are less than, and you're able to get right back to it if you do make one. Because they happen. They happen to everybody. No one's perfect, myself included. But it's just when you get to that level of maybe having a little bit more of the ability to get right back on the path, it reduces the amount of damage that you're going to do. Uh, and a lot of that also helps your confidence to say, eh, little blip on the radar, but I'm not just going to fall off this time. Like I'm getting back on the horse. Let's go keep riding. You know, and it helps you get back to safety. Oh, man, I love the the grace that you're able to to find for yourself and for everybody else and saying like, you know, yeah, you fall off and hop back on. Like, Stop back on. No, no matter. It, it, it really like it's not life or death. Yeah. Um, though it is because you're talking about your health. Uh, but it doesn't have to feel that way. Even though you started off this section talking about like slapping that piece of pizza out of your hand when you're like, <laughs> mid bites. Mid bites. Get it out of here. Get it out. <laughs> that's asking a lot. That is not a sprinkle of self discipline. Yeah, that's that a, is a whole dollar. Yeah, that's an old school discipline. That's what that would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. Can we pay you to to show up and knock the pizza out of our hand? <laughs> I, I wish I could. I mean, I, I've I've talked people off the ledge before. That's as close as I can get through technology. Uh, but yeah. if there was a way, I'm sure that I would I would figure it out so I could just smack food out of people's hands left and right and just Stop. you know you don't need that brownie. Put it down. You know, mm. it's whatever mm. it takes. <laughs> Well, listen, I, we, this was not the uh, straightforward conversation that I had hoped it would be, but it is always much better than I could have expected, which is just, you know, a, a, a couple moments with you, I think, is enough for uh, people to feel like there's hope, uh, there's an opportunity to kind of shift closer and closer to who and how they want to be. Uh, I know that's how I feel. You know, whenever we we have a chat, it's just like it's 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 and I, and I think I attribute that to your own um, knowing, uh, your own understanding of kind of the way this universe works, this this um, environment in which we live. That it's the internal belief and in knowing that affects the external. Mm -hmm. And once we've got stability there, then everything else will come to us, including the the right choices, the the, the right. Um, and when I say right, I mean aligned with what we're trying to create for ourselves. Absolutely. I mean, everyone has their areas that they are really good, in. you know, habitually very good, very easy for you to win. But then there's those weak areas that maybe you're just not as good. And you always have to think to yourself, how did I become good at whatever I'm good at? You know, you're excellent on camera because you had a million takes on camera, you know? And when you think Lots. about that, how did I get good? I just did it a lot. And it's the same thing with eating. You're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. But the more that you get the reps, 
the more your self-confidence gets because you build yourself into whom you want to become, who you need to become, who you are not on day one. It is just part of the process and embodying who you want to be every day, giving your best effort. And eventually you stick around like anything else long enough, you'll get enough reps in where it will click. And then you'll start understanding. Typically when that happens, you'll look down and be like, oh, wow, I like what I see. You know, you look in the mirror, it's not a frown anymore, it's a smile. You know, and when you go on the road or you're at home, your discipline comes with you. And it just takes time, you know, and it's just all it is is just reps and just every day I'm going to be 1% better. And you truly will eventually get to that and you'll be able to conquer whatever maybe that was getting in your way. You'll be able to beat the obstacle and then you'll see who you can be like, I see what this is like on the other side and everything changes because you never want to go back. You know, and that's one of the big things when you change your life. Truly, everything you see changes too. Mm -hmm. Man, listen, one of the things that you said a while ago that I say to other people, discipline over mood. And uh, I think, you know, and, and, and often people confuse discipline with uh, deprivation. And I don't think it has to be that way. I think it just has to be, you know, you know what you want to create for yourself. You know what that requires. And, uh, you know, sometimes you aren't able to, to get to that point. Yeah. Right. But as, if, as long as you strive for that, no matter how you're feeling, you will get there. And bit by bit, you end up blooming into the beautiful being that you always have. Yes, that's exactly it. Great remembering. I like that phrase. I'm glad you brought that up. It's the key. Mm -hmm. That is the key. Very short. Only three words, discipline yeah. over mood, but that's the game changer. It's what I say when I have that pizza in my hand. Discipline over mood. Yeah, yeah. You just cry yourself to sleep with that slice. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. I've had many talks with the, with the pieces of cake, so I get it. I know. <laughs> oh, man. So how can people find out more about what you offer and, uh, you know, and connect with you? Well, the first place, I'm always on all social medias, but Instagram is probably where I'm at the most, uh, at JC of the Finest. It's J-C-O-F-T-H-E-F-I-N-E-S-T. Uh, and my website is where you can apply to the program. Uh, just jcofthefinest.com backslash fitness. Uh, and as soon as you click that, the application's right there and super self-explanatory. But I answer every application, every DM. I reply to every comment. So please feel free to reach out at any given time uh, and I will always get back to you. And if you like the email thing, uh, just jdc at jcofthefinest.com. I answer those too. So whatever way you get a hold of me, I'm always going to message you back. Bless your heart on not having an assistant. <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> that phone's attached to my hip all day long oh man oh man mm -hmm. <laughs> well on that note listen i'm happy that we uh, have you here as a part of fly brother and friends you know health and wellness and well-being particularly not just physical well-being but mental and emotional well-being are the cornerstones of living a life of excitement of adventure of intrigue of romance of travel and of being out in the world and connecting across background and boundary and that's what we do here so you know definitely everybody engage with jc get started on some of the programs get tight and uh <laughs> yeah <I'm> like, <laughs> thank you so much for being here man uh no problem Ernest. thank you for having me i really appreciate it all right talk soon y'all all right
Welcome back to the Fly Brother Radio Show. As JC mentioned before the break, you can find out more about transforming your life at jcofthefinest.com and at Instagram and Facebook at jcofthefinest. You can watch this episode of the Fly Brother Radio Show at our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash c slash flybrother. Fly with us by signing up for the weekly Fly Brother newsletter at flybrother.net and connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash flybrotherfly and on Instagram at flybrother. Please share any questions, content, or stories that help me help others thrive. And if you feel so moved, share this podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Fly Brother Radio Show. Have a phenomenal weekend and an amazing week. Ciao, ciao.